Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for parent entrepreneurs raising kidpreneurs. It's time for your weekly dose of inspiration and actionable tips to build your business and find better balance, all while strengthening your family. And now we'd like to introduce your host. She's my mom and the bomb.com, Meg Brunson. Hey there, welcome to episode number 97 of the Familypreneur podcast. If you are just joining us, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. On Wednesdays, we alternate. So we have interviews. I call them my midweek masterminds every Wednesday. And we alternate between parent and child entrepreneurs. So today you are in for a real treat because we have a kidpreneur on the show today. Now, we do release content three times a week, so Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, but those interview shows are always on Wednesdays, and on Fridays, you get some of my reflections from the week, and on Mondays, we talk about marketing. So if you have been with us for a while, welcome back. I'm happy to be chatting with you again, and I definitely encourage anybody who's not a subscriber currently to go ahead and hit the subscribe button on your podcast player. This is the best way to ensure that you don't miss another episode. And believe me, you do not want to. We have some amazing episodes coming up for you. Now, without any further ado, let's introduce you to today's guest. She was named a 2015 South Carolina Young Entrepreneur of the Year, the youngest to ever receive that award, and the 2018 Black Enterprise Teenpreneur of the Year. She's received national press coverage through television shows like The Real and The Today Show and publications like The Washington Post, Essence.com, and Madame Noir. Alongside her mom, Rosalind, she has solved the age-old problem of disappearing hair barats by inventing the first patented double-face, double-snap barat. Her company has filled orders to all 50 states in the United States and 10 countries. I'm so excited to introduce you to the CEO of Gabby Bowes, Gabby Goodwin. Hey, Gabby. Hey, Rosalind. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having us. us. Oh, I'm so excited to chat with you. I think I first saw your Bowes on a Facebook ad, and they're genius. So I can't wait to learn about the whole process. So Gabby, how old are you now? So I'm 12. And how old were you when Gabby's Bows started? I was seven when we had started the business. So what do you remember about those early days? Um, I knew that I had always lost my barrettes when I was little, that we wanted to solve the problem, and that we had some way to get to come up with some idea to be able to fix that problem. And that's how Gabby Bows were created at first, I was really excited that I was like, oh my gosh, now we have started a business. We can actually solve the problem for us and also for other girls who also have the same problem as I did when I was little. But I do remember that my confidence was definitely low. And now that I'm able to build myself confidence with this business is amazing. 
And for me, going from a video that we shot when I was seven, holding my necklace and crying before the recording, to now being now being able to speak in front of hundreds of adults and kids. And um, that's a really big part for me because, as I said, my confidence was really low and I wanted a way to fix that. Yeah, there's a lot of adults who would be terrified to get in front of a hundred people, but you speak on stages into groups all the time. What helped you get over that? Probably just doing it as many times as I have before and just to keep practicing and to keep doing it because after you keep doing it multiple times, it will easily get better for you and you'll be able to know how to do it and um, be able to get your mindset ready for it. So just me doing it a lot and even though I was scared the first one the first year of the business going in front of kids and speaking now I'm able to build off of that I was able to build off of that and keep practicing keep going and to be able to speak in front of the adults that I speak in front of now well I think that's amazing and I think that's a valuable lesson that our listeners both the parents and the kids that are listening are going to be able to benefit from because even if it's not public speaking that they struggle with we all struggle with something like there's something that scares us and I think that you hit the nail on the head that you have to just push through it and keep practicing and eventually you'll get there you know you'll you'll get over those fears. Now Rosalind what does your background look like? Have you always been entrepreneurial? No, we're actually first and second generation entrepreneurs. So I was not raised around this at all. I was raised to go to school, make really good grades and get a really good job and stay on that job. <laughs> and what happened? Move around to different jobs. Um, so I, I've been in healthcare policy and administration from the beginning, chose that path as an adolescent and continued in that path. So this is all very very new to me and it's been a great and exciting adventure. So do you still have your full-time job too? I do. Not sure how much longer I'll be able to hold on to it with everything moving and and growing with the business, but I do still have my full-time job. So how did you even get started? You guys came up with this great idea, right? Like these great brats and they're plastic. Mm -hmm. What was your first, like, I don't even know if I would know what to do first. Like, where do you go to get these things made? How did you, how did you make those first steps? You know, the first steps, you know, I have to back up a little further than that is, of course, you know, Gabby was pressing me every day about making a barrette that would work. She was five at the time. So I thought it was more of a science project. Mm. My wildest imagination is we come up with an idea, sell it to an existing established company, get a, you know, a wad of money, put it aside for a college fund. And then we go on about our normal job life. You know, <laughs> that's all I was expecting. That path of that, I guess that idea didn't pan out, uh, didn't, didn't, didn't work out that way. And we ended up just kind of happenstance starting a business. But once the idea came, we but first just tried to draw it. You know, when you're dealing with something like plastic, It's not like it's something you can make. (laughs) So I encourage people that, you know, if you have an idea for a special pillow or, I don't know, a a garment, like you can try to figure out how to make that. 
in our case, we couldn't make a plastic barrette. We tried our best to draw it. And then I hired someone who's an artist to draw a 3D image, mm. what we were able to put on paper. And then I was able to communicate through what was in our head. Uh, so that 3D image is basically what we tried to sell to the established company. That drawing is also what we took to the engineers. And we finally got to that stage. And then the engineers were able to help us with the prototype and the CAD model and everything else that's involved and to connect us to manufacturers uh, first do the tooling. But it really all started with sitting down as we did in, at the kitchen table for several months, comparing barrettes, existing barrettes to see what would work, what doesn't work, what could we improve. And even at Gabrielle's level of comprehension, getting her very involved in the process. So once the idea came, that's kind of how it went from idea to at least the development stage. It was just a drawing. That's awesome. Now, Gabby, could you take a minute and explain what makes your clips? We were, we jumped right into talking about the clips, but what makes them unique? So usually the barrettes that just have one face in the strip, they usually fall out of the hair. So they have two faces. And then inside the two faces, there's teeth and craters. They trap the hair inside of the barrette, and they don't fall out. So then you wrap the hair around and then snap both ends closed, both ends closed. Yeah. And so there's also two faces as well. And um, the standard regular barrette that you get at the beauty supply store would only have one face. And then when you turn around, you will only see that strip that would hold the barrette together. Yeah, and if you're like my kids, you don't keep your hair, like, still. You're moving your hair like crazy. (laughs) And so 50% of the time, you see the the back, and nobody really wants to show the back. So I like that it's got two fronts. Yes. And you've got lots of colors and stuff, too, right? Yes, we do. So tell me about your involvement in the process. Like, I'm sure you were on the phone with the, you know, manufacturer. So how (laughs) were you involved with the design of the clips or, or what, what bits and pieces were you really involved with? So when I was, when we first started, I was basically in charge of coming up with new designs and I guess colors, you would say. When we were starting the business, we were like, oh, so now we need to come up with new designs to expand the business and colors to expand the business. So in the early stages, that's what I really did. But then when I grew up, and Richard, um, I start writing notes to all, everyone who orders at GabbyBose.com. And also, I am the face of the business. I'm on every Facebook Live, every Instagram photo, every Instagram video. And also, I'm speaking. I'm the CEO and president. And I'm in front of the table at vendor shows. I'm speaking Instead of my mom about the business, I'm speaking to kids, adults, teens. We've expanded more in the business, and then that means that I can do more because I've grown and matured, and I can become more responsible of more things than just what I did when I was seven years old. So you're doing a lot of the marketing, a lot of the social media stuff and networking and things like that. What's next? Like, Is there something that your mom's currently doing that you kind of wish you could do? I guess driving to the vendor shows. <laughs> oh boy. It's not a whole lot she's not doing. Uh, okay. 
So, you know, from inventory to helping with sales taxes, you know, when we asked her, her dad and I asked her what role did she want to play with the business? And she said she wanted to be president and CEO. I said, you understand what that means? You know, you're the face, you're the brand, you're the spokesperson, but you also know everything that's going on with the business that you're in, in charge of making decisions. So as she matured and got older, we, of course, exposed her to more. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's looking at the sales that are coming in. You know, she's able to, you know, know, okay, we need to hit this goal. This is what we need to do. So we've exposed her to more as she's gotten old enough to handle more. And, you know, I'm, I'm constantly telling her, I said, you know, I'm just here at this vendor show because you can't drive, you know, you're 12. <laughs> so the moment you get your own license, you know, we're just going to send you on your way. <laughs> There's not a whole lot more that she's, I guess, not doing. Is there something else that you're not doing? I mean, well, that's amazing. We don't, ex- you know, we don't overwhelm her with, you know, well, handling social media. Well, that is one thing. I, I do, we do shield her so she's on social media, but she's not controlling the social media. Right. If she's doing a video, I'm holding the phone and I'm watching the comments, blocking people if I need to. Uh, so we have definitely not exposed her to social media to that respect. And that's just something that we've done. So she doesn't have personal social media accounts. It's all business. And she's not on social media alone. She's a kid. I mean, most, I know Facebook better than any other social media platform, but Facebook, the minimum age is technically 13. So that's an, that's an issue you're going to have to figure out <laughs> soon enough. But I'm with you there. I've got two kiddos who are on social media, but like you, it's me. You know, I'm the one that's on social media. So my daughter has a YouTube channel. I'm looking at all those comments before she does to make sure they're appropriate. And it'll be a whole other ball game when, uh, <laughs> when you have to manage that yourself. We all know social media can be a, a, rough, a rough place. It can be. So, Gabby, I would love to know what your advice would be for a child listening who is interested in starting a business but may feel a little uncertain, like they might not be ready yet. So just to believe yourself so you can achieve your goals and dreams for even becoming a business owner or achieving your goals or dreams that aren't really related to business. And also, I have this famous quote that says, no, it's just an abbreviation for next opportunity. And so after every no or every after every 10 no's, you're still going to get a big yes or a simple yes afterwards. But that will make a big difference afterwards. I love that. I don't think I've heard that before, that every no stands for the next opportunity. That's yeah. great. Now, I'm curious. Do you have um, plans to expand the business at all? Are you going to stick with Bose or do you have another business idea that's brewing? So we have, we just started the Mommy Me Entrepreneurship Academy. And uh-huh. so what that is, is basically micro-franchising. So they pay us a certain amount of money and we give them the materials so they can be able to sell Gabby bows. They would get 25 packs of Gabby bows, a vendor size so they can be able to have some decoration on their vendor table and they go to vendor shows or sell them at their school, the church, or whatever they want to sell. They will also get t-shirt for them that says Girl Boss. 
and also a name badge that um, has their name so people will know their name and know what they are part of. And also they will get daily mentoring from us on a private Facebook group that we have. And we also have monthly trainings as well. So we have social media experts or I guess legal experts or whatever that training is about that day. It'll either be just us, me and my mom, or we'll have an expert on with us. So they'll be able to explain more. And also they get an affiliate link, which every sale they leave there by text or email or on social media, on their social media pages, they'll be able to get 25% of each order on their website. And these girls that we have already in the academy are amazing. They're making videos at my age that I was crying in front of the camera. So they are amazing. They're so eager to learn. And we have them across the country. So it's pretty spread out, but it's, they're also amazing as well. And also we have hair products coming out for the hair um, as well. So we are expanding on that as well because we are centered around hair and beauty and whatever that industry is. Yeah. So we expand with hair products. No, that totally makes sense. So I'm curious, the Academy, what age kids is that good for? Right now we have girls ranging from age three to 14. Oh, wow. So we, we don't have an age requirement. We just, you know, would like for the girl to be able to say Gabby Bowes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we feel the younger they're exposed to entrepreneurship, the better. So we've got some girls who, you know, maybe on the younger end, maybe they're three, but their sister may be seven and they're in business together. So we've got some duos and, you know, some who are solos with their mom. But we've got 60 girls in 22 states. Well, 23 today. Got someone in Hawaii. So, yeah, just came in today. So really, really, really excited about sharing all that we have learned through our journey to empower other moms and girls to dream big. Well, I love that. I love that it's an easier opportunity to get in a business yes. um, because I know that a lot of work goes into, you guys have done a lot of work to get to where you are now. So it's great that you're supporting and empowering other mother-daughter pairs who can share that, that product and also benefit from the same lessons that you're benefiting from. Exactly. Well, I feel like this has been so interesting. You know, I'd love, Rosalind, do you have advice for the parents who are listening. So how do you balance supporting Gabby's entrepreneurial dreams while still juggling all the normal demands of a family? Well, the first thing I do is I try not to balance. I think balance sets up a false expectation that everything receives equal weight and it really can't. It's impossible to do that. So I spend more time blending, blending family, blending work, blending entrepreneurship. And we have really been blessed that our businesses are so family centric that we're able to actually spend more time together because we're in business together and, and learn invaluable lessons that'll carry our children regardless of whatever they decide to do 
in their careers, continue on in entrepreneurship and business or work for someone else. That is probably my first bit of advice. Take the pressure off to try to balance. Seek first to blend, blend your life. And then don't try to do it all. You know, people ask all the time, you know, how do you do it all? I am like, I don't. I don't even try. <laughs> you know, I outsource things that don't really require my attention, whether it's food or uh, cleaning, hair, styles, whatever. You got to realize what's important and set those priorities. So if it's important for more important for me to spend time with my kids help them with homework at night versus me trying to get to the grocery store, trying to cook, trying to do all this other stuff. It's, it's much more valuable for my time to be spent spending time with them and us, you know, getting freshly healthy, prepared food. Of course, we're, you know, we're not doing the, the fast food thing, but we've got this wonderful spot here where we're able to buy food by the pound. And everything's freshly prepared. Mm. So I don't try to do all those things, whatever, image that people have about what mom's supposed to be we just totally smashed that <laughs> we have a non-traditional life and we are quite okay with it that is great i would love to know gabby where can people learn more about your academy where can they buy your bows and you can i know you're in some local shops too so feel free to tell us all the places people can find you so we have social media most of it is gabby bows just g-a-b-b-y b-o-w-s and then we have Facebook, which is Gabby Bows, Double Face, Double Snap, Barrette. And then the website, as I said, is GabbyBows.com, which is G-A-B-B-Y-B-O-W-S.com. Also, we are in Once Upon a Child stores in the 50, well, 50 Once Upon a Child stores in 16 states across the U.S. And, and also, I love Once Upon a Child, so that's convenient. Yes, it is. Well, thank you both so much for taking some time to chat with us. I I just, Gabby, I think what you're doing is amazing. And I love how involved you are and how clear it is that you're involved because you speak so articulately on all of these elements on affiliate links and the <laughs> franchising and all of these concepts that I'm willing to bet some parents don't understand. If my mom is listening, she's probably like, I don't know that. So I think it's really impressive and you're doing a great job. And I really thank you for, for sharing some of your knowledge and insight with us. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. And thank you to Rosalind, of course, for taking time out of your schedule and um, coordinating this interview with me. Thank you. You guys have a great night. You too. Bye. You'll find all of the links mentioned in this week's episode and the show notes at megbrunson.com slash 97. I absolutely loved having the opportunity to chat with Gabby and her mom. They are both amazing people and they are doing amazing things. And if you are interested in starting your own business, but you know maybe you don't want to start from scratch, I think that this opportunity that they're providing to like micro-franchise out is a great, great opportunity. So I encourage you to check that out if it's something that you and your kiddo are interested in. Remember that success looks different for everybody, and introducing our kids to entrepreneurship on any level is hugely impactful for them. So you don't have to start something from scratch and turn it into a six-figure business. That 
that doesn't have to be the definition of success. So even entering into something like this micro franchise or starting a business on a smaller scale, it's still going to have that lasting impact both on your child and on yourself. I, I can't say enough how many lessons my kids teach me unintentionally when we are working on business concepts. Head over to the show notes. You'll find the links to go learn more about Gabby and her business and all of the things that she is offering. And if you haven't already subscribed to the show, there's still time, right? This It's over. So go ahead and pause or just end it early. I'll, I'll give you permission and hit the subscribe button before you go so that you don't miss another one of our interviews on Wednesdays or our Marketing Monday content and our Friday reflections. Thank you so much for spending some time with me. It means the world to me. I really appreciate you. And I hope that you have a great week. Bye. Did you know that my mom has a Facebook page, Instagram account, YouTube channel, and more? Her username is The Meg Brunson. Just about everywhere. You should go follow her.